speak to us, light upon light, precept upon precept. As we go through your word, may we be anointed in a special way, in Jesus' precious name. Everybody say a big amen. Hallelujah. Can you take your seat in his presence? This month is our month of sacrifice. Someone say month of sacrifice. Uh, we're going to learn some amazing things today. Amen. And And this month of sacrifice, the Bible says, it takes a lot of sacrifice to ensure growth and success in our lives. Anybody wants to succeed? In 3 John 2, Scripture says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Tell somebody, go on to the prosper. He wants you to succeed. Yeah. How do you succeed? Now, Jesus himself Retreated it by saying in John 15 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. So God has called us to go and bear fruit. And it is when we bear fruit that He says that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give it unto you. May the Lord give things to you as you serve Him and as you are being fruitful in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, How do you walk in that fruitfulness? When you plant a tree, now the Bible says in Isaiah 61, 3, that we are, we are the plant, trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. When you plant a tree, how does a tree grow? The tree needs nutrients given by fertilizers. So today I'm talking about spiritual fertilizers. Someone says spiritual fertilizers. Okay. Now, you need to put fertilizer around your tree for the tree to grow and do well. Amen. So I'm going to be sharing 
or show you certain kinds of things which constitute spiritual fertilizers in your life. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 7, Peter teaches eight progressive elements for you to succeed in your life generally. And when you get to know them, it's going to help you to be able to do well. So, in 2 Peter chapter 2, it says that, but also, verse 1, Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, what? Virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. And then the verse of my eight says, If these things be in you, what are the, these things? What are the, these things? If, if faith, virtue, knowledge, self control, patience, or that's perseverance, and then what? Godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity be in you. They make you that you shall neither be what? If they, they, are, they are in you and they abound. So they must not only be in you, but they must what? Abound in you. They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God make you fruitful. I said may God make you fruitful in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, in this scripture, it starts with add Giving all diligence, add to your faith. Tell somebody, add to your faith. Okay. Add to your faith. Now, the word faith in the Hebrew is, sorry, in the Greek is pistis. So I say pistis. Add to your faith virtue. The word virtue is arate, A-R-E-T-E. And to, and to virtue, knowledge. Knowledge is noxus. G-N-O-S-I-S. And to knowledge, self-control. Self-control is ekrateia. E-G-K-R-A-T-E-I-A. And to self-control or temperance, perseverance or patience. The word patience here is hupomone. H-U-P-O-M-O-N-E. And to perseverance, godliness. Godliness is, is also in the Greek is ensebeia. E-N-S-E-B-E-I-A. And to brotherly and to godliness, brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness is known as Philadelphia. If you have heard of the word Philadelphia, and to and to brotherly kindness, agape, a g a p e. Amen. Now, what is faith? Faith is knowing what God has said He will do, and He go acting on it. Amen. Knowing what God has said. So we'll say that faith is the assurance of God speaking in your heart. Faith is the assurance of God speaking in your heart. And then virtue. What is virtue? Virtue is displaying the quality of excellence in your life. Displaying the quality of excellence in your life. It refers to having moral excellence. 
then add to virtue knowledge. Knowledge is knowing God and the things of God through experience or relationship. Knowledge is knowing God and the things of God through experience. And then add to knowledge self-control. Self-control means moderation in your actions and control of your tongue. Moderation in your actions and control of your tongue. It is also known as temperance in your conduct. So self-control is temperance in your conduct. It means moderation in your actions and control of your tongue. Then add to self and to add to self-control or temperance, perseverance or patience. Patience. The word patience here is not arbitrary, but persevere to press on. Amen. May you press on. So perseverance is the commitment to succeed. The commitment to succeed, which is a sign of maturity. Some of you are not right to you. So perseverance converts adversity into productivity. Perseverance converts... It converts adversity into productivity. Then add to perseverance, godliness... Godliness is to be like-minded with God. So when we say somebody is godly, it means that he's like-minded with God. He has a mind of God. It, mean, it is upholding biblical values as supreme. Upholding biblical values as supreme. And practicing piety. P-I-E-T-Y. Piety. To be pious. So godliness is to be like-minded with God, comma, upholding biblical values as supreme and practicing piety. I've realized that those of you who stayed on for second service are receiving a lot more. Then the next one is brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness means giving consideration to people. Giving consideration to people. It is love in action. Brotherly kindness is giving consideration, but that means considering others. Then, love. Love is a prime motivation to spiritual ministry and success. So, your prime motivation for any spiritual ministry or success is love. Amen. Okay. Now, the Bible says, giving all diligence. So I say, giving all diligence. That means that, now the word diligence means hard work. Someone say hard work. So God wants you to be hard working. Amen. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible says that not lagging in business. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Tell somebody, don't be, don't be slothful in business. It means that the Christian life is a business. Amen. The Bible says that do not be slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So you must be fervent. Fervent means you must be strong in the spirit. 
Tell somebody to be strong in the spirit. Yeah, strong. You don't have to be weak. You have to be strong. And you know, strength doesn't just come. Strength comes by imbibing something. You get physical strength by eating good food with the right nutrients. Is that right? You get knowledgeable strong by receiving more information. And so you become spiritually strong by inculcating spiritual values in your life. Amen. Now, do it at NIV or another version. Not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit. Never be lacking in zeal. So don't lack in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Some people lose their spiritual fervor. They lose their spiritual zeal, their spiritual excitement. Initially, they start their Christian life, they're excited to come to church. After some time, now coming to church in some way, maybe sometimes they even come maybe to mark the register. Maybe somebody will ask, why didn't you, were you not in church? Or they rather will come and meet friends. But you must come to church, uh, oh no, knowing that you are coming to the Lord God Almighty primarily. Can I have an amen? Another version, either, another, uh, not lagging in diligence. Amen. When we say something is lagging, it means that what? It sucks. Is that right? Or it's staying behind. So not lagging in diligence, but fervent in spirit. That means that be strong in spirit. Tell somebody, be strong in spirit. Now, like I told you, diligence means what? Hard work. Which means that Christian life is a life of commitment and dedication. You must be committed. Tell somebody to be committed. You cannot do well the Christian life without commitment. The Bible says that in Ephesians 2, 8, we are saved by grace. But even though we are saved by grace, the Bible again says that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Work out your salvation with fear and what? Trembling. So you realize that it is important to work out. That's what it work out. If you don't work it out, it won't work. It means that if you don't work out your salvation, it won't work. It won't work. It means that you've got to do things to make it work. Amen. And James says that show me your faith by your works. That means that when you get saved, we must see your Christian works. And your salvation must be reflected not just in coming to church, but in your lifestyle as a Christian, things you do, maybe negative things you used to do, you realize that when you get saved you, and you have an encounter with God, you do them no more. If you are drinking, you drink no more. If you are smoking, you smoke no more. If you are womanizing, you you stop doing it. If you are used to, you are quarrelsome. You, you move away from that and then you move on to the positive. May your life move from the negative to the positive. In Acts chapter 10, verse 35, the Bible says that in every nation, he that fears him and worketh righteousness is accepted by him. So if you work righteousness, every nation, oh, Acts 10, 35, not 45, 3, 5. In every nation, let's read together. Oh, quickly, okay. Acts 10, 35, 3, 5. In every nation, he that fears him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. So our righteousness is by faith. Amen. And uh, we've got to, you've got to work out your Christian life. Work out your business life. Work out. Tell somebody work out. Yeah. If you don't work things out, they will not happen in the right direction. Anything left to succeed on its own is certain to 
fail and is certain to die. So it's important that you work things out. Amen. And I'll send the first service people that there are many people who start a Christian life and they backslide. That means that there are things you need to do to maintain a good Christian life. Prayer, the study of the word of God and many other things. Remember that when you become a Christian, it doesn't mean you are insulated from challenges. When you become a Christian, you face temptations. Amen? Temptations to steal, temptation to lie, temptation to fornicate, temptation to do many things. But you have to, what helps you to overcome the temptation is the word of God. You know what Jesus said to his disciples? Pray that you do not fall into what? Temptation. So that means that as you pray, you, you, you attract the presence of God. And the presence of God helps you to be able to overcome temptation. There is nobody who can overcome temptation all by his own strength. Overcoming sin is not by strength. It's by grace. <laughs> Are you guys me? That's the reason why you have many unbelievers... And they do bad things, not because they want to do the bad things. Sometimes they regret. They don't want to do it. But something always keeps them doing it. It's a natural thing for them to get into it. But when you get saved and now you come under the grace of God and you come under the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit helps you to be able to overcome that weakness. Yeah. And that is the reason why the way to overcome the sin to overcome certain weaknesses is to be able to submit yourself under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Because when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will not be under the influence of evil spirits that will make you sin. Evil spirits make you sin. Satan makes you sin. Bible says that he's a father of sin. But when you come under the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit now will let you live a holy life. So what makes you live a holy life is, is not just your good mind. It is the help of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit be your helper. Amen. Am I teaching something here? Hallelujah. Now, in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, Bible says, See as thou a man diligent in his business, he shall, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mere or mean men. Amen? He shall not stand before mean men. That means that the average people. So, what is it that makes you stand before kings? It is your diligence. Someone say diligence. Yeah, that means hard work. Hard work will make you stand before important people. Now, if hard work will make you stand before kings, or it takes hard work to stand before kings, then it takes even a lot more hard work to stand before the king of kings and the lord of lords. So you must take the Christian life as a business. And the way you put in all your strength, there's a lot of input in order to be successful in your business. In the same way too, there must be a lot of input to make you spiritually fruitful. So that you can be successful. May you be spiritually fruitful and may you become successful. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So tell somebody, Christian life is a serious business. Now, if you don't apply your life to diligence, you will never stand before the king of kings. Now, until you embrace hard work, hard life will keep you company. If you don't 
embrace hard work, hard life will keep you company. So if you don't want a hard life, then embrace hard work. Tell somebody, embrace hard work. And there are things that we do, this is hard work. The Christian life. Prayer, the study of the word of God, preaching, it's all hard work. Someone say hard work. In, so it is important to be diligent. Now, which, the areas we need to be diligent in, in order to be spiritually fruitful. Is that right? And it takes sacrifice. And the first one is to be diligent in preaching the gospel. You see, the primary reason why we were saved is that we were saved to serve God by preaching of the gospel. Amen. And in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, is there the one who wants the power of God? Oh, I tell you, if you want the power of God, you must learn to be a preacher of the gospel. Bible says, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. So when you are preaching the gospel, you are releasing the power of God. And when you also preach the gospel, God confirms his words with signs following. So if you want to see signs and wonders and miracles, signs and wonders and miracles don't just take place. They, only, they always follow the gospel. So when you preach the gospel, no matter your title, you don't need a title. You know when Jesus was on earth, he didn't need a title. So you don't need a title to do the work of God. When I started preaching, I, I didn't have a title. It is only when I became a pastor that I was called pastor because my work or my designation was to be a pastor. At a point in time, I thought I was an evangelist because I was moving around evangelizing. Then I started teaching and people were calling me teacher. And I started doing apostolic work in breaking grounds. So I had an apostolic grace over my life. And I started prophesying. So there's a prophetic unction over me. <laughs> but the, the important thing is a function and not necessarily the title. Because you can have a function and you can have a title but you are functionless. May you not just have a title but may you be functional. May you be anointed. I said may you be anointed. So Paul said I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. So you must be excited. And you see when you are preaching the gospel heaven backs you. It's like a policeman. When the policeman is doing his work, the government backs him. So when you are doing your work, God will back you. And one of the ways that God backs you with even spiritual protection and provision as well. There's no policeman who, who goes to buy his uniform. The uniform is provided by the government of Ghana. Even his shoes are provided by the government of Ghana. Where a policeman stays is provided by the government of Ghana. What he eats is provided by the government of Ghana. Is, and an ambassador of Ghana to every nation is taken care of by the government of Ghana. So if an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, then God will provide for you in every area. May God provide for you. I said, may God provide for you. If you live in a house, God will give you a house. May God give you a house. If you need a land, God will give you a land. If you need marriage, God will give you marriage. If you need business, God will give you business. Because you are his representative. Can I have an amen? amen? So, from today, never be ashamed. Power is coming to you. As you are preaching the word of God. Can I have an amen? In, in, in 1 Peter chapter, sorry, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9. He said, for you remember, brethren, 
our labor and travail for laboring night and day because we will not be chargeable unto any of you. We preach unto you the gospel of God. So Paul was saying that laboring night and day, we preach the gospel to you. Which means that the preacher of the gospel is what? It's labor. It's hard work. So we say hard work. Yeah. I remember when I started preaching, there are times I have to go through villages, go to villages, sit in canoes that are leaking. I have to be wading through waters. There's been times that I've gone to go through rivers that I've seen crocodiles, live crocodiles. Yes. Yeah. It's hard work. I think, is it two years ago or so, we went to um, Chifu Himan. Want to have a crusade. And I think the last day of the crusade, when we were done with the crusade, the souls that were saved, when we got into the water, we we're going to baptize some souls. When we got in the water, there was a snake in the water. And we threw away the snake before the people came. Thank God we went there before the time. That's why if you're a minister, you always must be at the place before time to make sure that anything that needs to be done. I was there with Pastor Ben. You remember? We were there. And as well, then you are standing at one place, then the water tide will be moving you to another place. The water was so brown. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of sacrifice because the brown water, you cannot see under. So how about if the other snakes there and all kinds of creatures? But God is a blesser as you serve him. Hallelujah. So all I'm trying to say is that it takes a lot of diligence. Someone say diligence. In John 15, 8. In John 15, he said, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. That, that means that the Father is glorified not when we just have many houses and cars, which is good. I want you to have the houses, have cars, have a lot of money. Your bank account might be stuck with a lot of money. You didn't say amen. amen. But the Father is only glorified when you bear much fruit. And the fruit... So shall you be my disciple. That means that the real disciple of Jesus is a bearer of fruits. And the fruits here is talking about having fruit of souls. Someone says souls. Shout again, souls. Yeah. God wants us to have souls. Win souls. And God wants us to win souls on a daily basis. In Acts 2.47, the Bible says that, and the Lord, Acts 2.47, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. He added to the church what? Daily. Someone shout daily. daily. It means that daily we must win souls. Daily we must bring new people into the kingdom. Daily we must establish people in the kingdom. May God give you the grace so that daily you'll be bringing new people into the church. Amen. Amen. May God take away the coldness in our heart. You see, many of us who have lost zeal to tell anybody about Jesus. You can, listen, if you are not careful, you can go the whole year without telling anybody about Jesus. It is very easy. You say, I am busy. I'm going to school. I'm taking exams. exams. I, am, I am marrying. I am doing business. I am doing this. And then you, we, we'll, you'll forget the core mandate of Christianity. The core mandate of Christianity is to win souls. May you be a soul winner. May you be an anointed servant of God. Preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious name. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. I see you winning souls. Amen. Listen. When you take a tree. A tree that bears fruit is a tree that is matured. When you take a child. Is there any, any little girl here? Is there any little girl here? Yeah. I see a lady with a, a baby girl there. 
Yeah. How old is your baby? Two years. A boy or a girl? She's a girl. So she's a female. Do females give birth? But can she give birth? Why? Because what? She hasn't got the capacity to give birth at this stage. It means that she's now what? She's young. She's not mature. Amen? She's not what? Mature. But Anita, is Anita here? Can you give us a wave, Anita? Okay. So this is Anita. Eh? Eh? Is she a female? Can she give birth? Why? Because what? She's mature. Very, very mature. Amen. To give birth. So you see that on mature trees, we are expecting fruits. We do not expect fruit from immature trees, but mature trees we expect fruit. So one sign that shows that you are spiritually mature is when you are bearing fruits. So no matter how long you are in the church and in Christ, if you are not bearing fruits, you are still not matured. Yeah, that's what Paul told the Corinthians. I cannot speak to you as mature people. Because I don't see you bearing fruit. You are carnal. But may we become matured. So after today, you see, I grew up in a house whereby in the morning we had ducks, a lot of ducks, a family of ducks. And in the morning, I don't know whether it's the father duck or the mother duck that will be leading and followed by the ducklings. And then whether it's the father or the mother that is leading. One senior in front, one senior at the back, and then the kids in between. And they'll go and eat, and in the evening they'll come back. So you see, you too, you must carry your spiritual children, they must follow you, and they must come to church. It's true. Yeah. Come on, give that. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. You should be able to say, by the grace of God, these are the people that I have brought to Christ. That is the most important thing that will matter when we go to heaven. So may you have the most important thing. Now, the second thing is that you don't only have to be diligent in preaching. Before your preaching will be effective, you must be anointed. And one of the things that brings about anointing is prayer. Don't say prayer. So you must be, number two, you must be diligent in prayer. Someone say diligent in prayer. That means that you must stay on at prayer, hard working in prayer. And when you pray, you draw the presence of God. Jeremiah 33, God said, call unto me, I will hear you and answer. And I will show unto you great and mighty things. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 9. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you find. Knock and it shall be opened. Everyone that asks, receives. When you're asking, may you receive. Everyone seeks, find. May you find. And everyone that knocks, it shall be open unto you. May you may be open unto you. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to submit to you that prayer is hard work. That's why the prayer is hard work. In Colossians chapter 12, verse number... Chapter 4, verse number 12, Colossians 4, 12, the Bible says that Epaphras, somebody say Epaphras. Now, Epaphras was one of the disciples or the servants of Jesus Christ, just like you're also a disciple of Jesus Christ. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you a servant of Christ? So he said, Epaphras, who is one of you? He's one of you. A servant of Christ. May you be described as a servant of Christ. He salutes you and he says, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. That means that Epaphras was always praying for the people. May you be known as somebody who is always praying for the other saints. Not criticizing the other saints. That even when you see them in their errors, you pray for them. That God will help them that they will become matured. 
Because what is making them exhibit that immaturity may be the devil. But whatever it takes for them to mature, may the Lord inculcate into them. So it's an epaphras. Epaphras always laboring. This is sometimes laboring. Always laboring. So it's always laboring. Yeah. That means that you must always labor for them. You must always labor for the church. Always labor for the, the, the choristers. Always labor for the prayer team. Always labor for the pastors. Always labor for your pastor and his family. In prayers. Someone say in prayers. Yeah. And when you labor in prayer, what you are doing is that you are drawing the presence of God. You are drawing divine assistance to the people you are praying for. And it's very important. You must labor for the company you serve. Pray for them that the company will do well. Pray that your boss will take the right decisions. Listen, one important thing is that you always must pray for anybody who takes a decision regarding your life. Don't get up and say, I don't like this person, I don't like that. Look at the way this is done. No, pray. You see, our sister gave a testimony, is that not it? About how the boss says, anything you like. Yeah, and it takes prayer. Maybe, even if she probably didn't pray consciously, but her speaking in tongues, some of it was directed that way. So it's very important. That's why we say that we should pray for the leadership. That's why we need to pray for the rest, presidency. So whether you, be, you like the president or not, so long as he's there, he takes the decision, it affects all of us. Pray for your parliamentarian, pray for the leader, pray for your boss, pray for your parents. If you're a wife, pray for your husband. Amen? Anybody in authority over you, you do not fight the person, you assist the person. Because your criticizing of the person doesn't change anything. So you must rather pray that the person will do the right thing. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, because you can criticize and your criticism rather brings about hatred and it brings about fighting. So why don't you let the person know that you appreciate him or her for what he's doing and that you pray that the mistakes... And God always doesn't use angels on earth. On earth he uses human beings. Last Friday, I taught you that the earth is a planet, uh, is a planet where only physical beings operate. So even spirit beings must take on human form. They must inhabit human beings. So the Holy Spirit inhabits human beings to operate. And God, for him to even operate on earth, had to take on a human form. Jesus Christ. I hope you are getting me. So you, what you do is that you pray for them. That is why prayer is important. So you must be diligent in prayer. Tell somebody, be diligent in prayer. When you come to church and you know you are coming to church, you must pray for your pastor that he will be anointed, that you speak the right words. So you don't come and say, oh, Pastor, I don't think he's anointed as he used to be. Or look at the kind of preaching he's preaching. Because you didn't pray, pray for him, so what he's saying even becomes, becomes some way to you. And you are fighting. But if you pray for him, as he's praying, as he's preaching, he says, Charlie, my prayer is working. My prayer is working. And you are backing him. Can I have an amen? amen. So Epaphras, laboring fervently for you in prayer. So you must labor fervently in prayers for your family. If, listen, anybody whose family members are not saved, you better pray for them. Because if they die, they'll go to hell. You must labor for your husband to know Christ. 
your wife to know Christ, your children to know Christ. Sometimes people, parents will provide everything for their children minus Christ. Give them toys, give them, take them to the best schools. They will attend Cape Coast Legon, Accra Legon, Kumasi Legon, Princeton, Harvard, MIT, Oxford. It's good. But you can have all these degrees, centigrade, and Fahrenheit and still go to hell. Have all the money and go to hell. So may we, be, may we labor in prayer. That's what it labor in prayer. Fervently. Fervently means what? With fire. Someone say with fire. Fervently for you in prayers. What is it? How does he labor for them? That you may stand what? Perfect and complete in all the will of God. This is a good prayer topic. Yeah. Hmm? And tell them, it's a good prayer topic to pray for your family, to pray for yourself, and to pray for your business and where that Lord may I stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. When I'm praying for him, I pray that may he stand perfect Amen. and complete in all the will of God. That means that whatever is the will of God for his life may it rather happen. So it means that if his life is going some way and he's attracting some bad friends and go, may the Lord deliver him. Instead of fighting him, may the Lord deliver him so that he will, he will stand perfect and complete and not be attracted to the wrong friends and the wrong lifestyles and the wrong attitudes. Amen. So you win the battle on your knees. Amen. And the one who, who goes on his knees, if you win on your knees, you, you win whilst you are standing. You become victorious. Amen. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 19, Paul said, My children, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ before me you. It means that Paul had travailed for them to be born again. Is that not it? He travailed for them to be born. And he says that I travail in birth again until Christ before me you. Which means that you need to pray for your converts. Every time I pray that God, may God cover you. Listen, a mother fowl always covers his children. The, the, the fowl, the chicken that moves away from the covering of the mother fowl is eaten by hawks. So you always must be under the covering. That's the reason why we always say when you're going somewhere, Amen. Amen. Don't say, my own life, I can go here, I can do that. No, always make sure that you are under covering. Always make sure that the decisions you are taking, you are, listen, I put myself under spiritual covering. Listen, it is always good to be accountable to somebody. It is in your own interest to be accountable to somebody. Because if you are not accountable, you are lawless. Go to homes where there is no accountability, where Parents allow their children to do anything. They go in and out and come at any time. And so they can, they can bring in men and women at any time. They can do anything at any time. But when you have a family where there's accountability, what you wear, mother asks, where did you get this from? When you bring something, daddy says, where did you get that thing from? Where? And then you cannot do anything. You cannot eat anyhow. You cannot drink anyhow. You cannot go out anyhow and come in anyhow. It's accountability. Even when you marry, accountability. Yeah, accountable to your wife as a husband. Accountable to your husband as a wife. 
even accountable to your children. Also, you don't get up and your children don't know where you are going to. So where is daddy? We don't know. What kind of daddy are you? Where is your mommy? And then you too, the fat child. Where is your child? I don't know. And some of you say you're spiritual, that's what you do. You go when you want to go, you come when you want to come. When we ask you, where are you? What are you? Why are you doing this? You get angry. So you don't want to be accountable. And anybody who is not accountable, you come under the influence of the devil. You become a prey to the devil. Amen. The devil becomes a predator over your life. So he says that I travel in bed again until Christ. So you must travel in bed that Christ will be formed in them. <laughs> Amen. That may the spirit of the Lord influence them. May the spirit of the Lord influence you. I said, may the spirit of the Lord influence you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we learning something here? Tell us how to be diligent in prayer. In Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. Hmm. You see, prayer is travail. It's where? Someone say, I travail. The word travail comes from the French word travailler. Eh? Eh? If you study French, travailler. Eh? Je travail, tu travail, il travail, elle travail. Eh? Nous travaillons, vous travaillez, il travail, elle travail. Eh? This one I learned it some 40 years plus ago. Yeah. I still remember my 40 years French. 40 years ago. Hmm. Nous travaillons. Il faut que nous travaillons beaucoup. Amen. Il faut que nous prions. Hallelujah. So, traveling involves work. Someone say work. And do you know that every work makes you feel tired? So sometimes when you are praying, you will feel tired. When you, when you work, do you feel weak sometimes? After working, you feel weak. Do you feel hungry as well? Yeah, that is why you eat in the morning. And then when you work, ah, then you go on break and you eat again. And then when you work and you finish at five or whichever time, you go home, you eat again. And then you sleep. Is that not it? To refresh yourself. So prayer is also work. So when you pray, listen. Anything that doesn't make you tired is not work. Work will make you tired. And if you are working for God, it will make you tired. And the Bible says concerning Jesus, that in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and he was heard in that he feared. That the word fear there means he reverenced God. Hallelujah. That means that even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed with strong crying. Someone says strong crying. Yeah. I think in Luke 22, something, 57 or something, there's also another scripture there like that. Strong crying. You must pray. It means that Jesus was there, traveling in prayer. Lord, deliver me from this temptation. Listen. The God of the whole universe going to be arrested by the creator going to be arrested by the created. Can you imagine you that you have set up your business and everything and then your employees 
Little, little people, you set up business. They are coming to against you. They are sucking you from the business. They are going to beat you up. They will spit in at your face and go. And you have to go through it. It takes another thing. It takes, it, you, you need some supernatural powers to be able to go through that. And these are people that you can easily beat. When they are coming, you know that when you raise your finger like that, all of them will fall. All of them will get blinded. And yet you decide that if you don't have the ability to do that, I will not use that power. That is why he said, not my will, but Lord, let your will be done. So in the days of his flesh, the Bible says that we prayed with strong crying and tears. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what bad things. It was after that strong crying and tears that he overcame. And today, he has had many disciples. Amen. Has had many spiritual children. Amen. So, it is not a shame for you to pray with strong crying. Kalabada, Debaya, Kataya, Bahoya, Hipaya, Haya. We are not senseless when we pray that way. We are not uneducated when we pray that way. We understand the spiritual warfare. We understand the spiritual things. That what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And what you lose on earth is loose in heaven. And remember that you are fighting an unseen enemy. Somebody that you cannot see. You see, when you can see the enemy, you can locate the enemy, it is easier to fight him. But when you are fighting somebody you cannot see. Can you imagine? Yeah. Cover his face. Put that thing on his, on his face. Yeah. Come. Who must come and fight him? Okay. Now deal with him. Fight him. Now fight, fight. You you be fighting. <laughs> okay. Can you see how miserable he is? So you realize that it takes some a second eye, some spiritual eyes. Are you getting me? To be able to that means that. He must be able to see through this that is covering his face. And so, as he's, as he's doing this, as he's doing this, now, when he begins to pray, now begin to pray. Yeah, and you are fighting. Abeka, come, join. Yes. Ompong, join. Join. <laughs> now, helpers are coming. Help us, are coming. Come. Help us. No, deal with him. Deal, deal with the enemy. Come Aha. Have you seen? Now, the Bible says that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. So, they are in heaven, and his prayer has brought hell from heaven unto you. And then the forces that are also fighting him. So, when you pray, number one, hell from heaven comes. Then number two, when you pray, 
the headquarters of the enemy is dealt with. So the forces that come from the, the, the headquarters, the demons, they are arrested, they are bound, they are incapacitated, they are restrained, they are opposed, their works are rendered null and void, and so that you win the battle. Are you following what I'm teaching you? Yeah, that is why you must pray. And so if Jesus, the Bible says that in Mark 135, a great while before day, he will rise up and go and pray, then you must pray. That is why we instituted the 210 operation. What's the 210? Two hours prayer, 10 chapters of the Bible. Do it. Find time to do it. In the morning, wake up early. Do your one hour. Lakaba, taba, kaya, baya. Hide yourself. If there's no way you can put your face on the pillow, see, sometimes, especially for you mothers and other people who your children will be disturbing you, act like you are sleeping, but you are asleep. And put your face, put a pillow on your head, or put your face in the pillow. And act like you are sleeping. Sometimes I do it when I don't want anybody to disturb me. I act like I'm asleep, but I'm not asleep. So that I can be alone with God. Are you getting me? I act like I'm asleep. Not that I'm pretending. But I don't want anybody to disturb me, so I'm, I'm just in my corner, and so that I can have time alone with God. Amen. You must, you need that. Amen. That's what you need that. Yeah. And you see, apart from praying with people, you need to learn to pray alone. Because when you learn to pray alone, when you pray, you sacrifice to pray alone, God will speak to you alone. Amen. Yeah. So there is a certain power that comes to you when you learn to pray and pray alone as well. It's good to pray with a group, but pray alone as well. Amen. Thank you. Give the Lord a hand, somebody. Then finally, be diligent in Bible studies. Someone say, be diligent in Bible studies. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of word, truth. Amen. Study somebody, study. Study to show yourself, not somebody else. Approved unto God. You must be approved unto God. That means that you can, you can be there, has a, but you are not approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of what? Truth. Rightly. Okay. It's, this rather is which is working. Okay. Hallelujah. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. Tell somebody, rightly divide the word of truth. That means that you must know the word of God. Though. Tell somebody, you must know the word of God. Yeah. You cannot be fruitful without a resolve to study the word of God. In Daniel chapter, two verse, chapter 9 verse 2, Daniel said, I understood by books. Daniel was a gifted man of God. But he didn't say, he got it all through visions and revelations. He took time. Tell somebody, take time. Go through the Bible and let the Bible go through you. Amen. Possible, go through the Bible. Eh? Have you read the book of Zephaniah before? Eh? <laughs> eh? Zephaniah, Philemon. Yeah. You must learn to read all those books. Some of you are reading a book of Leviticus. It says it's boring. I mentioned this thing. 
Exodus, the names are too, too many. Numbers, they are giving too many figures. <laughs> but they are all very important. Amen. You must give God your best time. One, 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 one man of God said that sin will keep you from this book, referring to the Bible, and the Bible will keep you away from sin. When you read the Bible and it enters into you, you'll be kept away from wrongdoings. Hallelujah. So, in reading the Bible, you must give God your best time. Tell somebody, give your best, God your best time. Yeah. My lifetime, I will give God my lifetime. If I give God my lifetime, he will take care of me. He will never, never let me down. I will give God my lifetime. Listen, you must make time to read the word. That's what you make time to read the word. In First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, it says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Amen. Especially the, those who labor in the word and in doctrine. The elders here are talking about the ministers that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. So a minister must be given double honor. He's talking about double salary. Especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine. It means that you must labor in the word. Amen. Amen. In Acts, Acts, Acts 6, 4, he said, we will give ourselves unto prayer and unto the ministry of the word. Listen, you, if you are going to write examination and you read for only 15 minutes, you will fail. You don't need a witch to help you to fail. You don't need a bewitchment that when you are going to write examination, BEC, SS, whatever, profession, whatever, and all you read for a day is 15 minutes. How do you pass an exam like that? How about you say, is that how you pass your exams? No. You read for hours. Is that not it? And sometimes there are courses you are reading on that today you don't even need, but you have to read. Eh? I think it, so we used to do A-level, general paper. And then uh, we used to do first year uh, Afrostats, African Studies traditional something, things that we're not even going to use, but you have to read. Because if you don't pass, you, you won't get your degree. Are you getting me? Uh-huh. And, 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 and you have to read. So I want to encourage you to be a reader of the Bible. Because you see, the Bible is the word of God. So the more you read it, the more God's spirit is entering into you. Ezekiel 2, 2 says that, and the spirit entered into me whilst he yet speak unto me. So as I'm preaching the word of God, the spirit, the spirit of God is entering into you. Yeah. And as you are reading the word of God, the power of God is jumping from the black and white pages of the Bible and entering into you. Amen. Your life is being changed as you are reading the word of God. I say your life is being changed. As you are coming to church, some change is happening. There's a metamorphosis. Amen. You see, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says that, Look at it. Let's work the word. Let's work the word. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Uh, I beseech you by the message of God. You present your body's what? A living sacrifice. Amen. Amen. You must present your body's a living. That means that you must sacrifice. Holy and acceptable one to God, which is a reasonable service. And verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
How do you become well? The word transform means to be metamorphosed. It's a word metamorphosis. So I say metamorphosis. And the word metamorphosis is talking about how, uh, how a, a, a butterfly is formed from the egg stage to the larva stage to the pupa stage and to the stage of imago. We call it elpa. That is complete metamorphosis. We have got incomplete metamorphosis and complete metamorphosis. Incomplete metamorphosis, it starts with the egg stage, the larva stage, the pupa stage, and then it comes to the, the imago, the adult stage. And in the same way too, when you become born again, your life must go through stages. And as you are taking the word of God, some metamorphosis, a certain change is taking place. It's like when you miss your condo, initially you miss your condo, it looks watery. And as it's on the fire, and you are staring, the dough is getting thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. After some 20 minutes, you see that challenge, there's a whole form banco is in place. And then, Okra soup is waiting on the side. With Otiko and Wele inside. Wow. What, what is holy food like, Banku? Man. You begin to sweat when you start eating it. So, be, and how do you become metamorphosed? How do you become changed? By the renewal of your mind. The word renew means what? To update. How do you update things? How do you update your password? How do you update your driving license? How do you update, how do you update it? By an information. When your driving license expires, they put a new information there, updating. Is that not it? So you update yourself with the word of God. So if you are not paying tithes, now you update yourself and know that when you pay tithes, God will open unto you the windows of heaven. You update yourself that initially you used to line up girls, but now the Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and so you do not engage yourself in fornication because the Bible says that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and he will defile the temple God says, I will, I will destroy. And because of that, your mind is renewed, and you begin to live a new lifestyle. So when I talk about Bible reading, I'm not just taking reading the Bible just for just for information, I'm talking about reading the Bible for inspiration and then for uh, revelation and impartation for transformation. <laughs> that as you read, you will change. You know that some things, even when you read on some health materials, you change. If you're a wise person and you read on certain things, this is when you eat it to help you. This is if you eat it, it will help you. You, you don't eat it. Amen. There are some things which are, they, they are scavengers. They clean the ocean beds and all those things and all those. So I realize that this kind of thing, when I go and eat, I'm just taking in rubbish into my system. Even though it tastes nice. So it's not every nice thing we taste. You must take things that are healthy. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah, you must take things. Either. So if, uh, as you read, you get to know things. So may you, may you read the Bible. May you read the Bible. Amen. Tell yourself every day, I'm going to have one hour as a starter. And if I haven't finished my chapters, I'm going to find another time and read. See, when we're growing up, sometimes you say that no, no quiet time, no food. No Bible, no, no breakfast. Eh? MB, MB. No Bible, no breakfast. And even up to now, if I haven't read my Bible, it's like if I'm eating, it's like there's some guilt to be. Yeah, 
I must eat my spiritual food first before I try to. And you know that oftentimes after you have drunk your cocoa, you begin to feel sleepy. And so you must take in your. So you must read your Bible at the best time. You must give your best time. You don't do many things and when you are tired. You don't go, you, you, are doing, you have done the jogging and things, you are tired. And then we tell you, oh, it, it has turned into sleeping tablets for you. After you have read everything, after you have read all your notes and everything, it's okay, now let me use the Bible as a, a, a in between, what's the name? It's a brick. Eh? Sorry? It's a branch. You know, so there's something I, I just use it to, to entertain myself and all those things. The Bible is not for entertainment. It is your life. Somebody say it's your life. Okay. So it's important that you must diligently, number one, give, give diligence to what? The preaching of the gospel. Number two, give diligence to? Prayer. prayer and give diligence to what? Bible study. Read your Bible. Know God for yourself else you'll be deceived. Do you know that Satan, after Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the first person who came to Jesus was the devil. And he quoted the Bible. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And Jesus and turned, turned the stones into bread. And Jesus said, it is what? Written. The devil will quote and Jesus will quote. So remember the devil will come and quote. And the devil has been there before you. So he knows a lot of scriptures. So if you don't know the scripture you'll be lost. And don't say, my pastor says, you must say, it is written. Yeah. You must know it is written. Know God for yourself. That's why I'm taking my time to teach you the word of God. Am I helping somebody here? Yeah, that's why I'm taking your time. And when I meet you, I'll be asking you scriptures you have been reading. And have a notebook that you write the scriptures. You write things you are learning. Look at me. That's my... That's my notebook. This, I'm your pastor. Every year I have notebooks. Look at me. Written notebooks. Somebody gave me 2018 diary. <laughs> I started writing my notes. Last time I was studying, I started studying Corinthians. You know, write my notes, I'm learning. Hmm? Hmm? Can you see my notes? Have you seen book of Corinthians here? Eh? First Corinthians. Have you seen? Have you seen me writing notes about it? Me, I'm a I'm a pastor. Have you seen me writing? Eh? Have you seen I'm writing notes? Have you seen Second Corinthians? Eh? First Corinthians chapter two. Eh? Have you seen I'm writing notes? Have you seen First Corinthians chapter three? Have you seen I'm writing notes? First Corinthians chapter four. Have you seen I'm writing notes? So, I, I am not telling you stories. So, when you see somebody stand there and he's, he's preaching and he's talking, and they say, hey, maybe Charlie is a guy, maybe has gone to swallow some toad. He has done some something or whatever. It's a deliberate learning, just like we chew physics and biology, first Mendelian law. Huh? Genes are transferred from one generation to another without any alteration. We make a conscious effort to learn. If the Bible is important, the word of God is important to you, we must make a conscious effort to learn it. And I learn it not because I'm a pastor. I learn it for myself first before I preach it. You don't learn the Bible to preach to others. 
You don't learn the Bible to preach to others. You learn for yourself first to build yourself up. Listen to me. From today, never learn the Bible with an intention of going to pour it out on others. Bible says, work out your own salvation. You must beautify your own life well. You must strengthen your own self well. It is what is inside of you that you churn out and you regurgitate and then release out. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Goats, that's how they eat. Eh? The food enter into what? Abomasum, omasum. Eh? What again? Reticulum. Eh? Eh? Through the esophagus by peristatic activity. Hey. And then after that, when the stomach food goes there, then they regurgitate, then they chew the thing into cats. And then that's how to do it. In the same way, to spiritually, to you take in. When the preaching comes, you regurgitate, you meditate on it. As you are meditating on it, that thing will be speaking to you. That is how faith is built up. Faith is not built up by just information. Faith is built by, by the meditation, by the regurgitating of the word of God, thinking it through, musing over it, and then it enters into you. The food that you eat only works on you when it is masticated. It undergoes scrubbing in the system and it is absorbed into your bloodstream. Then it goes onto your, onto your oxygen sites and begins to give you energy. Spiritually, to that has happened. Finally, Bible said, giving all diligence, add to who? Your faith. So the faith is where? The foundation. So it's like you are going to climb a story. The faith is where? The foundation. Add to your faith. So it takes what? Diligence. Hard work. Is that right? Is that not it? Add to your faith. Add to your faith, virtue. So the first step is what? Faith. Someone say faith. Faith is the foundation. And what is faith? Faith is knowing what God has said he will do and acting on it. Faith is knowing what God has said he will do and what? Acting on it. Now, faith, according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, and that's the last scripture, i just give you something very short. Hebrews 11 6. Huh? Now, in Hebrews 11 1, it says that faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I'm say faith is a substance, that means a foundation of things hoped for, the evidence of things not what? Seen. Faith. So it's like a farmer. When a farmer has a grain, that's his faith. That the grain, the, the one thing of, uh, I mean, uh, grains that he has, that he's going to plant, he's going to get one back. Faith is the substance of things so forth. The evidence of things not what? Seen. Now, in Hebrews 11.6, it says that without faith, it is impossible. So I say it's impossible. I remember when we were in primary school, I think in class... Uh, Either four or something. No, we started. St the teacher wanted to introduce negatives. And then we had learned positives, we had learned division, and he said, he, he mentioned either four minus 11, what is it? And then so we all became confused. Then I remember very well one guy lifted his hands. He called him Mesa Muzu. Because of what he said, I've never forgotten. I've forgotten the names of a lot of my those guys, but I remember him. Mesa Muzu lifted his hands and said, please cheer, please cheer. He was a, 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 a girl boy. At least a gay boy who has stayed so much in, in, the, in, uh, in Accra area. So he said, please cheer. I remember very well. He said, please cheer. He didn't mean say teacher. Please cheer, please cheer. 
It is impossible. It is what? Impossible. Yeah. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to get anything from God. And he said, he that cometh to God. Have you come to God? I said, have you come to God? He that cometh to God must believe that he is God day. God day. I think there's a song like that. God day. God is. God is alive. I said, he's alive. He's a God of Abraham. He's a God of Moses. He's a God of Isaac. He's a God of Jacob. That God that worked for him and caused a rescue to part into two. Your rescue will part into two. If you believe that that God is, then that God, who is the El Shaddai God, he will make a way where there seems to be no way. That God that helped Isaac, hey, and Isaac proclaimed blessings upon his children, that blessing will come upon you. Oh, you are going to receive a great spiritual inheritance in the name of Jesus. God who caused manna to rain from heaven, that God is still alive and manna will come unto him. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He says that he that cometh to God must believe that he is Namitiasi. 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 Oh, hallelujah. On his name, no shame. God as a good father. See God as a good mother. Look at how mothers will struggle. They will do everything. Their last money, the last meal, they'll give it to their children. They will sell their things. Sometimes you see them and you see a mother, she has covered herself under the covering. She has some, she has some cloth that she has not worn off. And she goes to give it out at a very patriotism in order to be able to get some money to feed their children or pay school fees. If a human mother can do everything to make, give comfort to their children, how much more? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is. The Bible says that not only is, is he around, but he's a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently, diligently. So the word diligent has come again. I started with the word diligent. I'm ending with diligence. <laughs> who diligently that means that those who seek him by hard work those who diligently seek him that means that Okoro as you are seeking the Lord going to school and coming to sing for living voices and sometimes you are hungry on your bicycle and as you are riding your bicycle you are even feeling dizzy and you say after church where is the next meal I've been in your shoe before after you leave praise and worship and shout, shout, jump, 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 jump. As you are jumping, the devil tell you that oh, with all your jumpology, after here, what are you going to eat? And the devil is now trying to steal you. I'm telling you, sometimes the devil will rehearse your, pray, your pains and your problems, but God will turn your sad situation to sweetness, convert your, your problems onto honor for you, and tell your story and give you a testimony that those who are laughing at you now they begin to laugh with you because your God is. I said, your God is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently. You see, if you don't believe that God is and God is a rewarder, you will not serve him. It's true. It's true. If you don't believe it. Because when, when I, I, 
I finished university. Her scholarships to go and study. Study, go and study in America. And things. And by now, be an American citizenship. Citizen. And now he said, I want to rather go and sleep on the floor of my, in my pastor's house. When my friends were going to America, in fact, my secondary school, the secondary school I attended, more than 80% of my mates are outside the country. Our school, very intelligent boys. And I was, by the grace of God, one of the smart guys. Are you getting me? Uh -huh. And all of them are out there. All of them, big time professors and things. And I gave my life to Christ, went to university here, finished everything, and then I said, I'm going to sleep. Not even in the bedroom, but in the hall. The first place they took my things after university was that they put my things in the toilet. You'll be, you see, you'll be offended. They have called you to ministry. As you have come, your bags and things, they are going to put them at the toilet. The toilet is the place they put my things. And I'm leaving, and not that I have a glass, just a mat, cloth. You, you fold your bed in the morning. And then, in the evening when you want to sleep, you put it at some corner and you sleep. But God is a rewarder. I said God is what? So if you do not know God as a rewarder, you will not do this. And I remember my, one of my uncles saying that, ah, after you have finished university, and during our time we had only three universities in Ghana. Three universities in Ghana, Legon, Cape Coast, and KNUS. It was US, it was not even KN. It was UST. Only three. And in our classes, it's not like today that you have big classes. So the whole course and all, the number is 25. 25 in a class. When we are taking examination, there's ambulance there. They bring us, uh, 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 what do you call it? They, 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 they bring us uh, tea. They bring us cocoa drink. There's uh, uh, sweet bar. Sweet bar for a friend. There's sandwiches there. There's uh, donuts there. The one that has got a purple for a friend. Rock bands, rock bands. Rock bands. So you are taking examination and you can take it. Rock bands is waiting for you. Yes! When we eat, when we eat, there's dessert waiting for us. Yes. When you eat, there's dessert waiting for you. It is not your like or time. And our time, if you, if, if, sorry. At four o'clock, there's Milo. Before supper. Yeah, go and take me low before supper. If you're a sports person, you are entitled to one room. So I, I had my own room. Yeah, I had my own room. Third year I was in my own room. Final year I was in my own room. Yeah, single room. Nice room. Well decorated. Special meals. Are you getting me? Yeah. So if... <laughs> after all this... And then you say, my uncle told me, now that you have finished school, instead of trying to look for more chicken to eat, you say you are going to do the work of God. An uncle told me. But I thank God that he's a, he's a faithful God. How much chicken can you eat? Even today, I don't like the chicken much. No chicken? Goat meat? The meat that when you are chewing never gets finished in your mouth. Yeah, goat meat. It's it's a it's a, it's a hassle. Put something. Put your mouth. Man, 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 man. Five minutes. That thing is still not. Oh, you know. 
It's, it's, a, it's a work. Hard work to eat. Hard work to eat. You know, and things like that. The milk we're looking for. The milk that those days, they'll give you just one, 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 one tablespoon to put it in your oblayo or your ekwe baby. And today, the milk is there plenty. You don't even want the milk. You see the milk. You are running away from the milk. God is a faithful God. God is a rewarder. I said, God is a rewarder. Amen. Pastor Ben, as you are serving God, God is a rewarder. Amen. You're going to lower danger here, here, here. Your fuel, whatever. Listen to me. Whatever you have done for God, God will pay you. Amen. He's a rewarder. Anybody that came to sweep the house of God, cleaning and all those things, God is a rewarder. Amen. God is a rewarder. Amen. Media team, listen to me. As you are there, the devil will tell you that what you are doing, nobody sees you. Human beings shouldn't see you, but God is seeing you. And the one who sees you will lift you up. The one who sees you will promote you. The one who sees you will favor you. Sometimes you come up, you come for first service, second service, first service. The friends you came with have run away. You look around, where are the other choristers? Where are the other people? Where are the other whatever? Let them go. But as you are here, you are serving. This God who is watching, hey, this God will turn your story onto glory, make a way for you where there seems to be no way. He will make a way for you. I said he will make a way for you. He's a rewarder. If you don't understand that he's a rewarder, you will never pay your tithes. You will join the people who fight tithe pay and say tithe pay is past. Look at them. Look at the pastors who are now driving nice cars. Why don't they go and tell the doctors who drive nice cars? How come that a sick person has come and you are taking his money? The person who is weak, you are still taking his money. You don't have sympathy on the weak person, but you take the money. A lawyer does. A lawyer. Why don't you go and tell the lawyers? The man who has come with the case, now that he's in trouble, the lawyer too says that pay before I go to the court. So why do you accuse the pastors? That he has a good car. He has a good car. What is a car? It's a, it's a tool for the person's work. What's a house? What's a tool for the person's work? It is only when the person uses dubious means. Amen. But all I'm trying to say is that God is a rewarder. He will turn your story around. If you are not, you see, if you don't know God as a rewarder, you will never support the building projects. When somebody is giving thousand CDs, you will find a person. When someone is giving five thousand, say, "Don't you have relations? Are you mad? Don't you see cousin this who has a knee, and auntie this who has a knee, and you say you are giving to church? Are you mad?" But when you know God as a rewarder, and you know that all that you have, everything didn't come from your family, but it's God who made the way. This God will turn your story around. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. May God turn your story around. May you be diligent in service. I said be diligent. And as you are serving him, as you are serving him, I see God promoting you. I see, I see God promoting you. I see God honoring you. I see God showing you uncommon favors. I see God opening more territories unto you. May God open more territories unto you. May God be the lifter up of your head. In Jesus' precious name. 
Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Give God a hand of praise. I want us to pray just one or two topics very shortly and we'll pray. Number one, we're going to pray as we speak into the month coming against every agency of darkness. Last Friday, we learned about the fact that there are in Daniel 7, there are bears that were commanded to eat up the flesh of people. We are praying that any flesh-eating entity will not be able to locate you. And that any spiritual bears will overcome them in Jesus' name. We learned about demons that operate as snakes, spirits, and the snake spirit poisons. Anything that poisons your life, anything that strangles, and pythons strangle, strangling your marriage, strangling your relationship, strangling your future, we overcome that strangler in the name of Jesus. And the serpent is a deceiver. Then we come against leper spirits. Leopards are known as the ghosts of the wildlife. That means that now leopards will be there and then they quickly climb trees and jump on the, on, on the monkeys. Anything that springs surprises on you, evil things that spring surprises, we overcome it. Any demonic surprises, we overcome it. And we dealt with wild dogs. The wild dogs, they, they chase up the antelopes and the other animals and then they, they get tired and they begin to eat them up while they are there. Because when you are up, you are running, uh, assuming you are running with somebody. As you run, 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 you get tired. When you get tired, you are just standing there. So whatever you do to me, do to me. May you not get tired. May any spiritual wild dogs, may you overcome them in Jesus' name. Now the thing about those wild dogs, the, the wild dogs, I'm not talking about Alsatians and Dobermans. They are a certain kind of dogs. They are known as wild dogs. Google wild dogs. Now, they go in packs. They go in groups. And that is talking about group attacks. Team spirit attacks. They attack this problem, that problem, that problem. So we are coming against problems that come in groups. Do you understand? Children problem, hair problem, um, dress problem, father problem, that problem, whatever the problem that come in groups, we overcome them in Jesus' name. And anything that makes you weary, makes you tired, and you say, I am tired. I'm tired of this prayer. I'm tired of this situation. May you overcome the tiredness. Lift your hand and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Come against, come against every spirit of divination, enchantments, enchantments satanic traps, satanic traps, and the lions, and the lions that, have been assigned that have been assigned to devour me. To devour me, I command their teeth, I command their teeth to be removed. To be removed, and the flesh eating, and the flesh eating bears. I destroy their influence. influence. In Jesus' name, name, I overpower them. them. And the spirits spirits of the flies, the the spirit of Beelzebub, the spirit of of diseases, diseases, I overcome overcome every spirit spirit of any form of 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 diseases diseases and infirmities infirmities in the name name of Jesus. Jesus. I come against against the python spirit, the the cobra spirit, the cobra spirit, the 
spirit, the spirit of, the serpent, of the serpent that poisons, that poisons I, overcome. I overcome every poison, every poison I, overcome. I overcome the spirit, the spirit that, strangles that strangles my joy, my, joy, my health, my, health my, marriage, my marriage, my relationship, my, relationship, my finances, my finances and, my business, and my business in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus I overcome. I overcome. Of the spirit of the leopard, the spirit of demonic surprises, and the spirit that tries to spring an evil surprise against my life. I release the fire of God and the lightness of God, and I destroy the influence in Jesus' name. I cast the spirit of wild dogs, the spirit that is spirit of problems that beset me. I overcome you in the name of Jesus. The spirit of weariness that makes me feel tired. I overpower you. And now, every spirit of the enemy in the fire that has been set around my life in the spirit of fire in the burning fire burn me my joy, my joy, many, many. my resources, quench now, quench right now. Now. now, I forbid you, I, forbid you. I restrain you, I, you. I bind you, I and whatever, whatever I bind, I bind. On, earth on earth is bound, is bound. In, heaven. in heaven today, today. in the spirit, in the spirit of, delay. of delay that delays, that delays. my blessings, in the spirit that are devoured and try to eat up my blessings. I command you to release it, vomit it back again right now in the name of Jesus. As I clap my hands, I overpower your west. I destroy your influence right now. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Rasukaya, le 
Any flying object that flies over your life. Birds fly. You see, eagles can see from very far. Some birds will be there. Do you know that some birds, they catch fish? They'll just be there. Ooh, then they go and see. Whoom, then they pick them up and eat them up. They've got the ability to locate any birds that have spiritual CCTV cameras monitoring your life. We blindfold every spiritual bed. And all the birds that fly over your life, over your home, may they fall. I said, may they fall. Any birds monitoring your marriage. When somebody is about to marry you, then they go and give information. And forces of darkness begin to fight it. We dismantle their words in Jesus' name. We command that they will lose their feathers. They lose their ability to fly. I am giving some serious prophetic prayers. The Lord is opening my eyes to see some things. Whatever is monitoring your life regarding your progress, regarding your establishment and empowerment, we overcome them in Jesus' name. Any parrot that has been speaking some things to people, any cat spirit, cats are very fearless. And they come around and they monitor. We overcome them in Jesus' name. Say, any monetary spirits. Any monetary spirits. Monetary my life. Monetary my life. Monetary my progress. Monetary my progress. I curse your way. I curse your way. That spirit. That spirit. That goes to harass. That goes to harass. All those. All those. God has assigned. God has assigned. To help my life. To help my life. And you try to frustrate them. try to frustrate them. So that they will help me. So that they will help me. Today. Today. I have located you. I have located you. I destroy your influence. I destroy your influence. And your impact. And your impact. I destroy your ability. I, destroy your ability. I, release, I release the fire of God, the, fire of God, the lightness of God, the and the tanglings of God. And I destroy your operations. Your operations. I, demand I demand a spiritual covering. A spiritual covering. I demand, I demand divine escapes, divine escapes from all your onslaughts in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. And I command, and I command any, evil vulture, any evil vulture fall and die. Fall and die. Every evil eyes, every evil eyes, all spiritual owls, all spiritual owls with demonic eyes, with demonic eyes set against my life. Set against my life. I destroy your influence. I destroy your influence. Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife. I Joseph. I Joseph. To destroy him. To destroy him. Whatever 
I, whatever I, that has been set on my family, on my business, on my education, on my resources, on my church, on my leaders, on my community, I cast your word. I blindfold you in the name of Jesus. Shout a big amen. Our final prayer. We are speaking into the month. We are speaking into the week. And we are declaring that, you see, many of us, we've gone through many disappointments. It's like we saw something, but we never experienced it. We saw a good thing, but we never experienced it. So the good thing was there, peace God. Moses saw the promised land. He stood there, saw it, but he didn't receive it. But as for you, may you see and may you have it. Jesus Marriage was so close and yet went far. Money was so coming to you like that and it just went away. A helper was so close and decided to move away. We pray that whatever the enemy took and the come from it shall be restored. Yes, Lord. Number two, that kindness shall be shown to you. Amen. And number three, there shall be provision Jesus. and uncommon favor. Oh, yes. Four legs. He became crippled. But when David called him to his house, the palace, David, he wasn't qualified to stay in the palace because crippled people are not supposed to stay in the palace. But God overturned it. Whatever disqualifies you from having something, we disqualify the disqualifier. That we say, we overrule that whatever disqualifies you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah. I know somebody that by the sake of his physique, he was not supposed to join the police force. But that thing was overruled. May whatever disqualifies you may be overruled. In the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe in a family you have to be married in the family and somebody is saying that, oh, there's something you, you, you must be disqualified. We overrule that. Mephibosheth was taken to the palace. His grandfather's property, who should have come to his father and he should have come to him. That was Saul's property. The lands were restored to him. May whatever has to restore to you be restored to you. David showed him kindness. And David ensured that he will eat provision on his table. May you receive provision. Yes, and you receive uncommon favor. Yes, I'll give you these four things. You also add anything. In two minutes we are praying and we are finishing. Mommy, God, I can say that God is about to change some things. God is about to change some people's Amen. stories. I said your story is about to change. Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say again in the name of Jesus. I make a demand that whatever the enemy took, the cancer of it, and the caterpillar destroyed, I shall die, God. Restore. Restore. Let there be a reimbursement, repayment, refund. Restitution. Restitution in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. I pray, Lord. I receive kindness. I receive kindness. I receive provision. I receive protection. And I receive uncommon favor. Turn my story around. Let your grace and let your glory arise over my life. This month, starting from today, I prophesy. 
prophesy. I prophesy. I command. I command the weak. The weak. I command. I command the rest of the man. Let glory raise. Let power. Let power. Let influence. Let influence. Let goodness. Let goodness. Let mercy. Let mercy overshadow me. Lift your voice and begin to talk to God. Every good day.
Unto the Lord be the glory. Great is He. 